Welcome to Road Noise. Buckle up as we explore God's faithfulness, reflecting on 50 years of full-time ministry. We're taking lessons from the unique life and ministry of Sheldon and Victoria Rhodes as they share the gospel crisscrossing North America. I'm your host, Kedron Rhodes, and each episode, I sit down with my dad, Sheldon, and we travel back in time, retracing the lessons God was teaching and mapping them to life today. This scenery may have changed, but God's faithfulness remains the same. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Road Noise. All right, let's put some miles on then. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Road Noise. Um, I'm glad you're here with us. I'm, I've enjoyed these conversations with Dad over the last, it's coming up on a year now. We're getting close to a year of recording, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. We're here in season four. If you were with us this last episode, um, Mom and Dad were just finishing up a puppet stage and actually putting it into practice. So this first presentation is uh, under their belts and got some recommendation on how to make the presentation even a little bit better, which is kind of exciting. And um, now it's a matter of really refining things, getting things buttoned up and ready to to take it into the next phase of ministry. Does that kind of set us set us up, Dad, where we left off? It does. Yes. Um, you know, uh, Carl Huerta had the idea to have the sign made, and we talked to Dick Woltice about that, and he worked with a guy that knew how to do that, and so we have the sign and everything with her name on, and and things are going. Remember, um, I had been making contacts of churches and so forth, and they knew that we were working on things and just saying, let us know when you're ready because we'll have you. And so I started letting that word out, and lo and behold, uh, they were <laughs> indeed ready. And Bob Neviuson was working with us, and so... Um, everything has fallen in place. But um, remember, we've got a, a real good working relationship going on with um, uh, Bob and Doris Finch. You know, Doris had made Howard the Bear and so forth. And um, Bob, I mean, he can fix anything and everything and just has a an endless supply of resources for, you know, what do you need? Well, one of the first things that we needed that we didn't have was a sound system. And so I was talking with Bob about that. And of course he had one. He had pretty much everything that anybody could ever want. And so I don't remember if he sold it to us or just gave it to us, but uh, here's what I remember about it. It was old. It was really old. Um, and yeah, things had changed. But this was an old tube amplifier and mixer type combination. And so um, you know, tubes had pretty much gone out and been replaced with um, transistors and solid state type stuff, uh, even at that time. But he had this old one. And so we were using that and that was working fine. But I remember we got to a church um, not too far from Holt, Michigan, a little country church, beautiful building, um, 
sitting out in the middle of a bunch of cornfields all around it. And we were to do the morning. Uh, I don't know if it's a morning service or Sunday school, but anyway, we're there on a Sunday morning. Everything is set up and checked out. We are ready to go. And they introduce us and, and, and we're rolling. Things are going great. Until we got about, I'm going to say about three-fourths of the way into the program. And everything we were doing was going good. But inside this puppet stage, remember the puppet stage is totally enclosed. Sides, you know, front, back, top, everything, totally enclosed. Well, everything inside there started to fill up with smoke. And it was getting hard to breathe as puppeteers <laughs> trapped inside this uh, uh, balloon, and it's filling up with smoke. And uh, you know, now smoke is coming out where the puppets are at, and everything. <laughs> right? And, you know, we weren't doing a, a scene about hell or anything, but uh, we had the smoke going. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um, we kind of coughed and worked our way through that and uh, finished the program, but. Um, that was the last time that that sound system was ever used. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it uh, literally went up in smoke and um, needless to say, it was very hot. And anyway, so now we're in a situation where we need to replace that. But we don't have much time because we still have meetings scheduled like the next week and so, so forth. So we're scrambling because we've got to have some sort of a sound system. And there was a music store there in Lansing that stocked sound systems. And so I went in and talked with them. And at that time, there was two units that were very popular that uh, music groups and traveling, um, you know, anybody that traveled was using. They were both relatively portable. Uh, one, so, one was more so than the other. But uh, that one that was... The most portable was also the most expensive. And so we kind of checked that one off the list because we certainly didn't have that kind of money. But the other one that was still portable and did a good job, um, it was bulky. It was, it had two huge speakers and um, then this mixer amp, but it was a solid state amp and so forth. But nevertheless, it was still quite heavy, but um, it was also more affordable. And so we kind of bit the bullet and said, all right, we'll take that because we knew we had to have something right away anyway. And there wasn't Amazon or any other options. And so, so we bought this brand new uh, sound system and it really was nice. It did an excellent job. And so now we're using that at every church that we go to. But like I said, it's big and bulky. It takes up a lot of room. And we're going to all these churches um, in a station wagon. And by the time you got the puppet stage and everything else in there and these two great big speakers and the amp and everything, there wasn't much room left. But, uh, oh, yeah, we still have two kids that we got to get in here, too. But anyway, so um, we are very busy every weekend doing meetings. Remember, we at this point, we really only had just that one program to do, but it had a great message, and we were unique. There really wasn't any other competition. 
yes, there were two other groups that were doing puppets uh, in churches, but they didn't have any equipment or anything close to what we had. And then there was um, uh, a gal that was doing some puppets by herself, but she didn't do churches. She did libraries and birthday parties and that type of thing, but she didn't do churches. And so we really didn't have any competition. And my, oh my, when we went in and we set up this big stage and we got this seven foot bear and we got black lights and we got all this other stuff. Oh, and at this point we're using um, uh, two projectors. And I mean, nobody had anything like that. And so being that unique and, you know, not bragging, but that quality, word got out fast. And churches all around were wanting us to come. And as we're doing there, or as we're there doing that one program that we have, a lot of them started asking, um, can you do our vacation Bible school? Well, we've done vacation Bible schools in the past, but at this point, we don't have enough material to do a whole week of meetings. Most of our stuff was still in Alaska that, you know, we had where we could do enough meetings to do a, a Bible school. So we knew right early in that stage of the game that we needed to get very busy, get very creative and produce enough programs so that we could do an entire week. In that same time period, um, like I said, we're using two projectors. We met Mike and Jay Workman, and they were using lots of projectors. And I think maybe we, we did talk about this in one of the other uh, podcasts, but they said, and if you just add one more projector, all the cool things you could do. And so we started working on that. So now I've got to kind of learn a new thing because, yeah, I could program and do things with two projectors, but now I've got to learn how to program and do things with three projectors. And with three projectors, you can do so much more. So that creates, or that opens up the creativity aspect of things. Okay. Beyond what we were doing with two, what can we now do with three? So uh, when I talk about the creative juices flowing, my, oh my, they were I mean, we had to write the scripts. Um, your mom had to make the puppets and we've got to record all this. We've got to do the programming and, and storyboarding for three projectors. And, oh, what are we going to use for um, um, black lights and Cenafelts? Okay, so we're going to have to buy some more of those. Mum's um, Mum's Studio. Yeah, I think that's the name of it. Um, which is where we're buying the Cenafelts. And so we got to have enough of those, enough of those to do every day at, at Vacation Bible School. So bottom line is, we still had a lot of work to do, a lot of materials, you know, material to make the puppets, a lot of film for the slides for those projectors, um, the scene effects, and now the sound system. So yeah, we're doing a lot of meetings, and the churches are giving us a love offering, but every single dime of it is going right smack dab back into the ministry, um, preparing more material so that we can do a whole week of Bible school come that summer. Well, anyway, so as we got um, closer towards springtime and into the spring, I went ahead and committed ourselves to doing vacation Bible schools. But remember, I'm still working at the hospital. 
So all the churches had to agree that it'll have to be an evening Bible school. And I can't be more than an hour away from the hospital. There's going to be at least two days during the week that I'm going to be on call for emergencies. And if I get called, I'm going to have to leave. But, um, hey, Bob Nevius can fill in for me. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so uh, no pressure, Bob. But uh, anyway, so uh, that's what we did. We went ahead and started filling the calendar uh, to do a full 10 weeks of vacation Bible schools while I'm still working full time there at the hospital. Wow. So a pretty grueling schedule, um, you know, putting all that together and so forth. And then, you know, basically the first week when school's out, we did that first full week of vacation Bible school. And it was nine more weeks after that. And then school starts again. And and so by that time, there's still more churches that are calling. And my, oh, my. It didn't take me too long to figure out that we needed to average four presentations a week. All right, Sunday morning, we're at one church. Sunday night, because back then, lots of churches still had Sunday evening services. So Sunday morning, Sunday night, that takes care of two. But we still need to do two more this week. And lo and behold, um, all right, remember, we're still good Baptists back then. And most all these Baptist churches had an Awana program. Yep. And Awana meets every single night of the week. If you want to find a church that has an Awana program on a Saturday night or on a Wednesday night or a Tuesday night, it doesn't matter. There is one out there. And by this time, we'd met the Awana missionary uh, in that area. And he's excited about what we're doing and wanted me to teach puppet workshops and so forth to uh, Awana leaders. And so we started doing that. But he gave me a list of all the churches in the area and the nights that they had Awana. And so I started sending flyers and so forth to them and saying, hey, you know, we've got this puppet thing and we're available. You know, see that you have a Awana on Thursday night. We're available on a Thursday night. <laughs> yep. And so um, pretty much that next full winter, uh, we're doing four programs a week. You know, two on Sunday and two throughout the week. And then um, by that next uh, February, I figured, all right, by February, I need to have the summer schedule full. So by February, we had scheduled another 10 weeks of vacation Bible schools, again, around the Lansing area. Can't be more than an hour away. You have to agree that it's going to be on a, an evening Bible school. Can't be a morning because I've got to work. And... Bob Nevius will fill in if he has to. Yep. We know as we look back on those times, uh, very busy and so forth for those two years that I actually worked there at the hospital. But it was uh, amazing in the fact that God honored what we were doing. And every single night that we were scheduled to do a vacation Bible school that I was also on call for emergencies, there were no emergencies during that time. Yeah. 
there was times when, you know, we might get home, you know, you do the evening vacation Bible school, and by the time everything's done there, and you drive 45 minutes to an hour back home, you get home, it's late at night, and just about the time you get ready to go to bed, the phone rings, we got a gunshot, we got a car accident, we got, you know, emergency surgeries. <laughs> I was like, okay, be right there. But uh, all those emergencies happened after Bible schools and everything was over. And so there was never a time that Bob had to fill in. He was ready and capable, and he could have. But it was kind of cool to see that um, God just kept everybody safe, I guess, allowing us to to do what we were doing. There was no interruptions. And so God is good. I firmly believe that he controls everything. And he even controls when people have to have emergency surgeries. <laughs> yeah. 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 So here we are out there uh, reaching kids, uh, doing vacation Bible schools, and uh, God's got our back. Yeah, that is incredible. And it, I'm hearing stories for the first time tonight. And um, I didn't realize that you were that you were two years at the hospital while so active doing puppets and that to me is just a, I mean, it, it's, there's a lot of like bells and whistles going off in my mind right now, but what a, what an incredible blessing it is to take that leap of faith, to sell everything you have in Alaska, to move to Michigan where you don't have any contacts, but you knew like part of the reason to go to Michigan was because you'd have access to churches where the churches were few and far between up in Alaska. And here, as soon as you get there, we're talking within the first four months of being in Michigan from January to spring, you're filling up a summer calendar, you're putting together a you know a whole week's worth of programs and and now you're incredibly busy four programs a week and working a full-time job at the hospital. that's that's a, a lot that's a lot going on and it just screams to me of just God's blessing in that time. And sometimes it feeling overwhelmed or maybe busy it doesn't always feel like a blessing, but Maybe from my point of view, not having lived it, it sure looks like a blessing. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I kind of thought maybe we'd save this for a, a, another podcast, but um, Ben, you brought the subject up. Remember when I hired in at the, at the hospital, I told him I needed a full-time job just temporarily? Yep. And so, yeah, you know, by that spring, I'm filling up the entire summer of vacation Bible school. Well, by the what would it be? I guess by the following spring, I gave them written notice mm -hmm. saying that one year from now, I will be leaving. So I worked one full year, gave them one year notice, and then did that um, next summer. Like I said, uh, two years of summers, uh, you know, filling them up yeah. <laughs> with 10 weeks of Bible schools and gave them a one year notice. But um, it was kind of sad. Uh, they really didn't believe that I would leave the hospital. At that time, I, because of my experience in the military and everything, I was one of the highest paid technicians that they had working in the operating room. And, and I know some of the doctors and nurses questioned, Sheldon, why would you leave? I mean, we're doing a good thing here. We're stomping out disease. We're saving lives. We're doing, I mean... Surgery is an important thing. And boy, am I aware of that right now is two weeks from tonight. I've, I've got surgery, two years, 
Yeah, two weeks from today, not tonight. But anyway, uh, I've got surgery coming up. So surgery is a good thing. But I just shared with them. I said, you know, no matter how well we are able to to preserve somebody's health and their, their life now, it's just going to be a matter of time until we're not going to be able to save their life. Mm-hmm. And they're going to leave this life and go into an eternity. And I'm concerned what's going to happen to them after that. Yep. That's why I'm going to be leaving the hospital because I'm concerned about where people are going to go when we can't save their life. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so, you know, some of them kind of, kind of got it and some of them didn't, sure. but nevertheless, uh, when it, when that year was up and I reminded them several times uh, throughout that last year that I was there that, Hey, remember come this next spring, I'm out of here. Um, I guess the people in the personnel department really didn't believe me because when that time came, they hadn't hired anybody to replace me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had plenty of time to figure but, it out. <laughs> yeah, they eventually did. And, and we'll probably talk about that on maybe the next podcast. But. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that, that's, an, that's an encouraging. I mean, I, I, like I said, that's busy. It's more busy than I think most people are willing to even commit to. Um, but it's clear that God met you in that busyness and provided for not only the work that he laid out in front of you, but um, used the, the income from a steady job at the hospital to help continue to move things forward. Let's All right. put it in park and we'll pick it up next time. Sounds good. This is Grandpa Wisely. Life is short, so smile if you still have teeth.